Formers Mondofilia followed by Chapada, but Incentivise is coming away. Four legs in front, and Incentivise, what a star! Won the Caulfield Cup from Nonconformist. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot, and I've got the punters punter, DK. Hey, Scooty. In with me. How you been, mate? Going all right. You're going all right. Up and about? Desperate to. Uh, I mean, let's go. Like, I go for a jog most morning. Everyone else is. Pretty clean cut and everything. I'm looking like Chewbacca. I'm Dobby at the, the hairdressers at one minute past midnight tonight. Absolute cast me, but uh, I don't know why. I'm the Lone Ranger. Well, Nick's got a bit going on there. But, uh, oh, you always has. Uh, Welcome, Nicker. It's just a style, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, good to be here, boys. Big day, big weekend. It was a massive day for you, uh, Geelong Cup Day yesterday. Five, fuck. Uh, i tell you what, I don't want you back on track. Mm, it's going pretty well at the moment, isn't it? Just sort of sitting at home watching it off the TV, but... Um, yeah, racing.com coverage has been great recently, so it's been pretty easy to do so. So, um, yep, good day at Geelong. Hopefully, you can carry that into uh, Saturday Cox Plate Day, which looks an absolute ripper. Mm, MRC, how's their mounting yard cam going? Are they improved the technology and faster feed? Yes, Saturday was grouse last yep. Saturday, so uh, definitely helped us in the big run. I think we ended up back in incentivized. We found one in the first at a big price, so uh, definitely helped us. I think Mooney Valley have sort of got similar technology as well this weekend, so um, look for. For sitting at home, it's nearly uh, it's nearly the best it's been recently. So uh, hopefully, can continue to find some winners for the punters. Incentivise was a pretty confident ride. B Preble, he's just continues to be on fire, and this horse is just an absolute monster, isn't it, TK? Yeah, and he, you know, I think the most pertinent thing going forward was he said he couldn't pull him up. Yeah, you know, people say is he going to be a query at the thirty two hundred? Preble said, ah, no, he's not. He said I couldn't pull him up, couldn't pull him up. So um, yeah, and that, the way he rode him was like a horse who stay all day, didn't he? I think if he just pulled out and built into it from that a thousand or whatever it was. Yeah, well, it was like three wide the trip, probably had the hardest run in the race, and he's running away from him at the end of the race. So I think mm. that just points to everything leading to he'll run 3,200, no doubt. He's like a runaway train. I like and Once he, he gets up and starts going, he's just out of control. And Well, not he's in control, but he just keeps forging and charging ahead, and there's nothing going to stop him. And, it, uh, and the market, uh, we predicted the market sort of played out, didn't we? Mm. It was sort of touching. There was some 280, some $3 around on the exchange, and... And uh, as we said, the model's out, you know, what he was six to four and a half at the end, wasn't he? Yeah, it's, I sort of got involved at three dollars and then sort of waited late, see how he and all those kind of things. Mm. And by that time, it was 240, yeah. 235 some places. And uh, yeah, market was definitely we know, we know telling what they're like. Situations have shown us before. Mm. And the form uh, with nonconformists running a really big race, he's just bumped into a freak. And speaking of that, uh, it's it's probably going to be a similar story for from Charlie Rose, the winner of the Geelong Cup yesterday. Couldn't just put away Dr. Drill, probably just outstayed it. But Charlie Rose is going super, but I don't think. A horse like Charlie Rose is going to get past a horse like Incentivise. Spanish Mission's got genuine form in the Melbourne Cup as well. well no, going into the Melbourne Cup, do you, do you think can, she can give her a She'll acquit herself well. I don't not, not, I think Incentivise is another level mm. above her, but she'll she'll give a great account of herself. She's as honest Place as chance. they come and tries hard and puts herself there, and it's a great – look, he's one right, right. I mean, it's COVID. There's been a lot of silver linings in COVID. And, look, D. Holland, I've seen him whacking away at the Provincials for a long time, getting the occasional chance in town. Um, saw him, saw some whip action on him with the left hand, whacking him behind the other day. He's really, I think he's taken it upon himself to improve himself and to see him get an opportunity. He's deserved it. He's ridden her terrific the last two. Um, I think, yeah, it's just, I think it's a great, great, great story for Dean Holland. Well, that was a great ride yesterday, wasn't it? Just sort of kept her in good momentum, didn't well, get held up. Well, he didn't so. really want to be down on the fence, did he? Obviously, on a mare like her, you but know. It just kind of worked out. Just for worked him, out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but yeah, and he rode it perfectly at Fleming in the start before. So look, oh, it's great, great, great for him. And he, as I said, he's 
he looks to have improved his riding to me. Mm. I uh, I went backing Hustle of War. I took eight bucks, and then as soon as Nico pushed through, launch job trial, he rose on you. I was it did run good though. It did. It Terrific. ran ran enormous. Yeah, he did. And sort of come again on the like in the last sort of hundred too. Yeah. Hustle yeah, it did. Yeah, no. Look, I don't know what what race it'll go to, but um, I think you might go to the paddock from what oh, I'm okay. hearing. Um, and like, like, that doesn't sound like they're going to push onto the cup, so I doubt the, might they, they might run in the Lexus the and yeah. maybe not run yeah. in the cup if they win yeah. or whatever. But maybe the Queen Elizabeth. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's. It in was the a very strong second pick in the market too, so the good good SP to back it up as well. You know, just says there's a good race in that horse. You'd think the Adelaide Cup would be his race, like hometown yeah. cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably looking for that sort of trip now. Like he's real strong at the end of that race. He probably just gave Charlie Rose too big a head start. Like I think he drew inside or outsider, and Linda probably had the opportunity to sit. You know, right on her hammer, and it just kind of didn't work out that way for him. So, yeah, I thought he ran well. Doctor Trill ran enormous. He gave us a bit of a scare there Did at the two hundred meter mark. Did I knew he he'd probably be weak at the end mm. of twenty four hundred. Just doesn't quite get it out. And I thought, it? oh, she'll probably kick back and beat him. But two hundred out, I was like, oh, maybe she won't. But uh, God bless her, she did. Mm. All right, it's, uh, it's Cox Plate week this week, and uh, I guess the big question on everyone's lip: How is Zaki going to bounce back? Can you beat your three-year-olds and uh, what to make of the uh, the European form and the international Raiders? We'll do a, uh, a deep dive, but uh, it's an interesting one and uh, it's probably just a question that we can open the show. What can you make of track work? I know Nico likes to jump out. Um, there's a, these horses have had two looks. They've had a Saturday uh, gallop and then a Tuesday gallop. We've just got some footage here and uh, we've got Todd Pollard speaking about Zaki and I was quite taken by the work of uh, Zaki in track work and it was a sign to me that he loves Mooney Valley. Um, he's going to appreciate the strat here. He probably did jar up last start, and he's definitely a forgive. I know the SP profile punters will be all over this horse, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's have a look at some of his some of his work here. Just in terms of his final piece of work on the Tuesday, just uh, Raphael, who rides him in his track work, he just gets on so well with him and riding him this morning just did exactly what we wanted and um, was right on lying the whole time and just really keep uh, Zaki focused and on the job and probably kept lying up to the mark too, actually. You mentioned that might and power run. How's the horse come through that and picked up out of it? Yeah, he's been perfect. It was, um, you know, a few easy days after the run, take them to the beach and seems to be bouncing now, so... He knows when it's race day. Um, he's pretty uh, pretty quiet back at home, but he, he gets along to a day like this and he prances around and um, he's on his toes and, yeah, he seems right where we want him to be. To my eye, uh, and especially looking at Saturday and then uh, Tuesday's work, he seemed to go better the second time around and then I liked him through the line there. I, th- I don't know if Moong is a flash of track worker, but... No, nah, he's not. I think that's that's the strong. key with looking at him from a track work point of view. Like You've probably got to look at both their recent gallops I think there was even a, the gallop of Zaki sort of when he went to Caulfield. So there's, you know, you can assess him um, sort of off those three pieces of work. And I think he's definitely improved. Mwanga's not a great track worker, but um, so Zaki is probably a little bit flattered there getting away from him late, but it was still, I thought it was excellent work from Zaki. Um, just the way he moved in his action there looked, he looks back on track, doesn't he? Didn't look like he sort of crabbed around that corner or anything like that. He handled it perfectly. So I think Mooney Valley is really going to suit him in that. That give out of the track potentially this weekend is probably going to suit him as well. The horse that, Sort of wears bandages in his races. Looks like he can have a few issues, and didn't look like it to my eye. They did let down on that firm track last start. So, potential of a soft track at Mooney Valley uh, looks right up his alley. Mm. The um, yeah, just as a punter, I mean, if you see horses off bad ones, ideally, I mean, I, I love nothing more than seeing them have a jump out in between runs before they go back to the races. The beauty of this scenario is you've got the two horses off the bad or the bad runs or the flat runs, and they've been able to see him lay eyes on them twice. And they've been able to go to that track work Saturday and Tuesday to lay eyes on them to say, okay, you can make a judgment about them rather than going to the races blind and say, I wonder how they're 
if they bounce back or not. So I think it's a great, it just adds to the quandary of the race, of course. But um, as far as, look, track alps don't mean bugger all to me. Jump outs mean something, whether, whether they're a field against other horses, not their stable mates. But in this particular scenario, where we've seen them off bad ones, have two goes at the track, I think it's I think it's quite pertinent. Mm. And Mooney Valley's a different, you know, kettle of fish too. It's a tight turning track. It's a little bit unique. Uh-huh. It? Some horses just crab and just don't get around it. I remember uh, when Winx won her first Cox Plate, I remember going on that Tuesday and watching her work and... I'd done some work for Mooney Valley at the time and I'd never seen a horse light up Mooney Valley and just handle it. She had it was so balanced and the way she worked on that Tuesday morning, I, I couldn't I couldn't back her quick enough. I think she was seven into about four forty uh throughout the week. And I can just it just burnt it's burnt into my brain how well she worked and rekindled interest uh, many, many years ago. I think he was a bit unlucky behind Southern Speed. Yep. He worked like an absolute jet on the Tuesday and was held up and didn't get any luck in running. But he was another horse that just like went round uh, Mooney Valley on rails. And I thought that, um, yeah, Animo and, and Zaki posed no problems and even Gold Trip as well, like, to my eye. Well, and the thing was going back again, like I said, Tuesday, uh, Saturday, Tuesday, they said Zaki. Change legs, first look around. Mm. Saturday was a bit, okay, had a look around, change legs. Tuesday, a lot more tractable. Yep. Second time there. So, again, you know, quite pertinent. It's a great build-up, isn't it? Like the breakfast, I know we couldn't be there this oh, year, but when you can go to the breakfast with there. the best, you can sort of stay on there. You've got Friday night racing into the Saturday. I think it's a it's a really good sort of carnival sort of feel, isn't it, the Mooney Valley Carnival. you got the Group 1 race this Friday night with the good sort of leading races and Saturday is always a big day. So, you know, the anticipation sort of built up from that Tuesday morning, isn't it? Yeah. Like you're just waiting for Cox Plate Day throughout the whole week, and uh, yeah, I think it's got a really good feel to it. I like it. Yeah, no, mm. I wish I just, I just, I guess personally, I just can't wait to get the young bloke, you know, my young bloke down to a breakfast with the stars at one of these joints, you know, and get him for a taste of that early morning yeah. track work, being close to the horses. Like my dad used to take me to track work. You would have lived and breathed it when you were a young bloke, Nico and yep. Scoot. So it's just, you just get. It's more about you know, you get it in the blood when you when you're getting feel it and up close and early the early mornings, you know. As a young fella. Yeah, the smell, the sound yeah. of the gallops. It's, there's no turning back. Once you uh, go to a breakfast with the stars as a kid, it's, um, yeah, there's just definitely, you're, uh, you're pretty much hooked for life. So fingers crossed. And I, I agree with that Friday night. I think they've really nailed that, Mooney Valley. Uh, there's a lot of industry people that get along to the Friday night. No, it's it's for the lot. absolute sickos. And it's it's tough because, you know, you're going to back up for the 10 race card. And, so, you know, most of us guys would stay at home with the exception of Nico. But, it's a uh, it's a great carnival atmosphere, and the Friday night with the relaxing of the dress code um, on the you know the Moon, uh, the Mooney Valley deck there, it's the amphitheater under night racing. It just really builds the Cox Plate nicely, doesn't it? It does. That's night they got so three great nights for there. Got that night, the night before the Derby, mm. and then got the um, they do a great night Chinese New Year night yep. in um, whenever Chinese New Year's end of Jan. Take the family there. It's a great night. There's lots of stuff on. It's a fantastic night, middle of summer. So um yeah, but uh, I love 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 this Friday night and the day the one one before the derby to kick off that Melbourne Cup weekend. It's just yeah, you just get there full of full of beans, <laughs> keep cranking up. It's going to be uh, a big big show. We'll uh, we'll go through the Cox Plate runners. We'll uh, assess all of their chances. I'll tell you what, uh, Marg's moral big parade. We've got uh, footage of him in his natural habitat there. Big parade. He's back on uh, back on the board. He must have been confident to uh, record him cheering home the race. It was off the map again. We've got uh, the Brian Crowley and the Bondi Stakes. Mark Lamborn joins us 
from Racing Rant. Nico's going to have a look at Cox Plate Day. We'll talk about the Manicato as well. And uh, beat the bagman. He's uh, taken a leaf out of Muggs' book, and he's um, he doesn't want to dial in to the show, but uh, he sent a little bit of a pre-record for the Gawler Cup. So we've got uh, a Gawler Cup uh, assessment, and then we've got his uh, next best on the card. So we might have a look at uh, the odds for the Gawler Cup on Friday, odds courtesy of Top Sport. And there's a familiar name at the top of the betting here. Second slip is the favourite, $4.20 into $3.90. Jumps up to 61 kilos. Signing is that Yuseri, $5.50. No Name Lane, $8.00. Extreme Thrill, $10.00. Magnetic Edge, $12.00. Row Bay, $14.00. Crown Mint, $15.00. Blowtorch, $17.00. Wild Imagination, second emergency there, $18.00. And you can get much better the rest, but uh, beat the bag. He's not on air, but uh, let's have a listen to his pre-record here. G'day guys, Bagman here, just doing the form for the big race this weekend. That's right, it's the Gawler Cup on Friday. A very competitive field has been assembled for the, the 2021 edition, headlined by a second slip, who brings out a very good form from its last start at Caulfield, a very good run behind Iron Thunderstruck. Does rise nine kilos, however, on Friday, but I think it's a very big chance at around that $4 quote. Um, other chances outside of second slip? Look, I'm looking down in the weights. I'm thinking Wild Imagination and Rogue Bay, both around that $15 plus mark. I think they can both run well, but um, second slip from the Will Clark and Yard definitely looks very hard to beat. Outside of that, I thought the best on the program was race six, number one, Larkham from the Ryan Balfour Yard. Dropped sharply in grade and the three kilo claim. Barrier one will be no disadvantage, I think, at Gawler on Friday. I'm expecting to be defence speed to be the place to be. So I think we can get the cash with Larkham in race six. I think second slip will run also very well in the cup and maybe a few dollars on road bait in a wild imagination. And then as the mug says... We'll go find our bookie after collecting on those two events. See you later, guys. Beat the bagman there. So he's uh, he's found second slip jumping up nine kilos. It's a bit uh, daunting there. I You're shaking know, don't your... know, I don't know if it'll run there. It's here. It's drawn, drawn poorly there, and it's in the it's in the crystal it's in the mile. Crystal mile. It's mm, in the crystal so. mile with Meech and that on. So um, I'd be I'd, I would I'd say he'd be doubtful to run the Gawler Cup. But uh, then in that case, I'd be working around his two middle pinners mm, down what? in the Waits Road Bay and Wild Imagination. $18 and $14 respectively. And I just see that Top Sport's just gone up on his uh, best bet of the program. That's race six, number one, Larkham. Uh, they've gone up $2.80, so maybe fastest fingers first there. That uh, price may disappear. But a uh, bit concerned about that video. Macho Man Figurine, the w, the, the wrestler. He loves the WWE, does he? Is he, is he sweet that? there? Or what? What's the, oh. Are you a big wrestling man, I DK? I was. I was. Oh. Huge. When I was a young fella, oh, you loved words. it. Macho Man, Mr. Wonderful, all them. <laughs> was huge back in the 80s and nice, massive. My, my my youngest brother's still right into it, watches Raw and everything. Would you go? I went. I used to Have go with him. him. I've been, been, been in the Melbourne one about eight times at um, Rod Laver. <laughs> no way. Front row seats with me. Oh, yeah, it's been a monkey each and all that. He, yeah. I didn't think it'd be your go. No, oh, yeah, no. Well, it's, as I got older, I wasn't, but I'd go with him and um, yeah, no, I don't mind the rest. It was good. Oh, wrestling was fantastic. Was it? Oh, yeah. Huge. Oh, oh, definitely skip my generation. Oh, another no, thing you missed. Give me the Sopranos, the wrestling. <laughs> you young blokes, you've just missed the boat. Yep. Oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how I go. I don't know how I go with the crowd either. I don't think it would be my sort of cup of tea. Be like Metallica crowds and all that, that heavy, oh, no, heavy rock and oh. all those sort of. Just, I don't think I'd fit in and blend in there. I'm surprised, DK. Yeah, no, it was huge. I loved it. It was huge. Off the, oh. off the top rope. 
<laughs> oh, I don't know if you're taking the piss, but no, uh, no, you did it serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have a uh, let's have a quick look at the Manicato Stakes Market. We've uh, I've already touched upon it. It's Friday night under the lights at the Valley, and uh, Sava Two XL, the uh, the ex Darwin Alice Springs horse. He uh, he pulled uh, September Runs Pants down, and he got us. Uh, we were a bit shell shocked with that one. Four twenty out to four sixty, uh, ingratiating five fifty Lombardo. 550, Sneaky 5, 850, Jonka, $9, Bella Nipatina, $11, Crystal Bound, uh, $13, Swats That, 18 La Mexicana, 21 Express Pass, now it looks a big price, $26, uh, Away Game, 31 Streets of Avalon, 31 and Dispatch, 101 Nico, there's been a lot of talk about the Everest robbing this of, uh, you know, a lot of the proper Group 1 sort of talent, but... From a betting perspective, you're getting a good price if you can find the winner here. It's a uh, it's an intriguing puzzle. I I'm not very clear on uh, the likely winner, but if you if you find the winner, you're going to get a good price about it. Yeah, I think there's no doubt the Everest has had an impact on this race. Um, you know, you look at sort of first, second, third in the Moya, which is usually key lead up. None of them are here, so look, a lot of the format of that race hasn't even sort of came into this. So. Um, it has been a race that can attract a good, like Bivouac ran in this race a few years ago and they're using that sort of similar profile with ingratiating. So it can still attract well, a good the, horse. The key but... is because it wrote, the bloody Everest rotates its date from either Caulfield mm. Guineas or Caulfield Cup. Yeah. Depends on when the NRL Grand Final's on. So half the time it's all right because they can go Moya, Everest and then into this. Or if it's on Caulfield Cup, then, 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 then they get a weaker field. And then so you got that, that winner's race. I think Michael Brown said, they're, again, talking to Racing Australia, sort it out. Get them to lock in Caulfield Guineas Day for the Everest and that'll be it and then this race will be fine. So, who knows, Racing Australia. And then you got the VRC the sprint as well. So it's mm. it's in a tricky spot, but there's still a fair angle there if you want to find the winner. Look, Saboteur XL, I think he's probably the one you'd probably lean with. Good win first up, going to be suited again at 1,200 maps while... Improver. Looks uh, like he'll improve. Looks targeted for this race specifically. It, it kind of does look that way. It was flat at last start, I thought. I know. I think it was flat at last start. September run failed, and all the others just come up the straight, all one post and a blanket finish. Mm. But you I know? don't think it was grand final day for him. I think mm. he was there for a look, and he just pinched it. Yep. Because that was my read on that one. Ingratiating. Oh, he's a he's a hard horse to get a read on, isn't mm. he? Like he come back this preparation, he run well, and sort of those first that first win, and then got beat by Ranch Hand, and then last start he completely turned it up. He copped a few bumps earlier in the race, and. Got into a bumping duel. Mucking around with the blinkers as well. 200 chance for life. He did go awful. Like I, He's I got the he, strongest P profile. You're going to have to be pretty forgiving to want to get involved at sort of $6. I know a few people took a lot longer, but um, I, I honestly thought that there was a horse in that race that looks completely set up and it's jumped out better than ever. Dispatch, I would not be shocked if he ran a huge race at 200 to 1. Uh, this looks like. Is that what Ross it is? Peak McAvoy, he hasn't run for about over a year, but it looks like he's completely, back on. completely set up for this. It's go time for him, I reckon. So it's not that strong of a group one, and if he mm. brings anywhere near his best, he's in the race, and I thought he jumped out outstanding. So I'm probably going to have a peanut on him each way and uh, just cheer there. Well, I love that. Nice little angle, D Holland on. That's interesting. Maybe the Manicado might need to change it up a bit, maybe go down the handicap route like an Oakley plate or something a bit different to spice the race up a bit. Maybe. Well, I'll just, I mean, they're going to put it in the hands of Racing Australia and get the pattern sorted. And, you know, basically, if that doesn't work, then they'll probably look at other options, Scoot. It's a funny one. I saw uh, on the front cover of the Daily Telegraph after the Everest, they were saying that the Everest needs to have Group 1 status. So Peter Volandis has played God and created all these pop-up races and made a nuisance of himself instead of upgrading the existing races or shifting them around. 
and now he's whinging and sooking that well, he be. wants them to be Group 1. Well, like it it's, it's the best sprint race in well, the world. It should be, but you, you can't tinker with it all and then make a mess of it and then want it fixed and start sooking and crying. Like, mm. it, on one hand, he says, oh, yeah, the, the young people, they want this and then they want the new things. They don't want the old Doncaster. They don't want all this traditional stuff, which is all just absolute bullshit, mm. right? But then on the other hand, he says, oh, now I want it to be a Group 1. Like, you can't have it both ways. Mm. Like it's it's just garbage. Well, but it's a group. It's a group one, just not in name, isn't it? Exactly. It's, it's our best sprinting race, no doubt about and that. And lived up to lived up to every bit of it, didn't it you, last week? You look at sort of Friday night when the Manicados a, a group one. Yeah. Oh, how's this a group one yeah. field, sir? And it's not a it's not exactly a breeders race the Everest is it so it's, it's just whether you know you get the Everest ticked off group 1 then you get the Bondi group 1 do you get all these other pop up races become group 1s when they they've absolutely failed like the Craven Plate and the Hill Stakes trying to attract Cox Plate horses that hasn't worked the Bondi's mm. awful um yeah the Everest has get, worked but some of the other ideas have been awful get Masara to sort it all out <laughs> So the weather forecast for uh, Cox Plate, it's uh, 6 to 10 mil Friday. be interesting to see when that hits, if it hits and uh, when the races are on Friday. Yeah, could uh, start to chop it up and become a cow. That's buddy. worst case That'd scenario. That'd be a disaster. Like, if we got 10 mils in the middle of Mooney Valley Friday mm. night, chopping it up for Saturday. Like Big watch. We want to avoid that for sure. And then it's 4 to 8 mil on the Saturday. Uh, so, yeah, could be uh, could be on the soft side, but uh, I still don't think that's enough to no, genuinely I, I, concern me. And, yeah. and Marty gets it absolutely right, 95 or 99% of the time, I think uh, he'll nail it. Be on the soft side of a good four, I think it'll mm. be a perfect track. Even on, last year, like I was at the Cox Plate Day last year working in it, poured with rain all day, and you still saw a great race. There was probably only one horse in the race that was real disadvantaged in the race, probably, but there was, you know, six six across the track coming into the, hmm. into the straight, and any of them could win. So... I think with this year's race, there's probably not a horse in the race, probably Probabil again, but the rest of them all seem to handle the wet conditions. There's probably not too many that don't like it. So um, it's still no, going to I think the track will be fine. Yeah, I, it's just fine. in our pocket. Like I, I live 10 minutes from Mooney Valley, and like you look at the radar, it's supposed, you look at the radar on the bomb, and it's supposed to be raining, and and, there's, and I look outside and there's nothing. Like it's just so isolated, mm. you know, so it just depends – but I'm tipping it'll be all right. I'm tipping it soft. My soft five worst worst way. To's uh, kept the ride in a floating artist in the Mooney Valley yeah, Cup. Yeah, does that did that surprise you a little bit? Not really. No, they probably. I'd say then they. I'd say it was a team. Ma might have gone down with the ship with him in that. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. just To. Ma said, look, "Look after this horse." You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he'll he'll um, he'll uh, be a bit more assertive. I would have thought in the Mooney Valley Cup. Different scenario. It doesn't have to make all for himself. Like no, Starcaster's going to go Pondus out and Pondus is up there as well. It's going to yeah. be. It's going to be tempo. He's probably like one out, one back, two pairs back, one That's off, maybe, and just can... sort of peel into the race at the right time. And Teo is actually a really good rider of front runners, and I think like that last he, he did get it wrong. I watched the replay again yesterday. He did said he never asked for an effort till mm. like the three hundred. Yeah, he got it wrong there, but I, like he's asked for a sprint. Like, like nine times out of ten, he's really good on the leaders. So um, I'd be expecting him to bounce back, and he's. He's got that sort of, um, yeah, you know, the defeat on the horse last day. He's got something to prove there on Saturday, yeah. doesn't he? So when jockeys usually have that, Robbie Dolan was the same in the spring champion. With Profondo, Okay, yeah. probably stuffed it up, changing the whip hands. They come out, have something to prove, and they usually just find a new level. Yeah, mm. no, no, he'll, um, yeah, he'll be hard to beat. He will be. Be really hard he's to beat. All right, let's uh, let's get into the main course here, the Cox Plate. Let's have a look at the odds, courtesy of Top Sport. We've got Zaki, the favourite here, two dollars eighty. Animo second pick, five fifty into four sixty. Very elegant, seven fifty into five dollars. That's a surprise to me. Uh, Gold Trip is around the ten dollar mark. 
the import from uh, Europe, state of rest uh, from the O'Brien yard, $10. Malunga, $15 in from 19 Probabil, $15. Cap Devant, $21. Dallas Ann, $51. Uh, and call sign Mav, $81. We'll have a look at uh, Zaki uh, last time. Uh, the Zaki as the, the jockey uh, on home from Stakes, Which is the traditionally uh, the lead up for the Cox Plate. Yeah, but usually you want to probably be winning it, mm. not getting beat. Um, look, non-conformance has come out this run second in the Caulfield Cup. I just the way Zaki raced here, he just he just looked like he was nowhere near his best. He come off the bit six hundred meters out. The race shape was probably against him. Uh, well, I think everything off that run suggests, and with what he's done in the week, he can improve off this. On a, I would say that track was a firm track, not a good three. I'd be sort of leaning the times that they ran. Mm. It was more a firm two. Um, this horse is much better with the cut out of the ground, which he's going to get there on Saturday. Even if the rain doesn't come, this Strathair surface is suited to horses like him. Um, if you give that one poor performance, he did go around a dollar eighteen or something. Like he's been absolutely smashed. The run prior, he beat Probabil in second gear when she was flat out to beat him. So I think you can definitely make a case he re- he could have regressed three or four lengths in that run. Can they get him back to his absolute best, or he bolted into Doomben Cup? I think so. Does he need to bring that to win this? Probably. Mm. It's a great race this year. He's got, you know, he's got to give Animo nearly 10 kilos, um, very elegance in it this year. Gold Trip's got some outstanding sort of overseas form. So I think we're going to have to see nearly the best as Arky. J-Mac going back aboard Confident good. rider. I, I Barrier did, six. You still, have to, the race. you still have to mark this horse favourite, I think. You, if you're half got to forgive that bad run last start and you can expect the improvement here. And I think if he does do that um i'm happy to back him i don't think i want to take 280 i think you might see closer to 350 on the day mm. i'd probably agree with I, that Reed. yeah it's yeah i think the read it's two things for me i think you can either get really great up over this race or you can keep it nice and simple i think the biggest key in the hole for this horse is j mac going back on um apparently he walked out after watching that race from the jockey's room Last start, he walked out to NML Nation and said, I've got to get down there and get back on that horse. She goes, yeah, sweet, you just get yourself down there. So um, don't think he was too enamoured with Craig sit, trying to sit and sprint on him in that race. Um, look, he'll roll, he'll roll, he'll gradually roll. He might sit outside, calls on Mav and then roll to the front. Um, he'll ramp it up um, and try and break him, and uh, that's the way to ride that horse. Well, I think uh, he's commented that they might have gone too slow there and that he's better off at a fast tempo. So if, if J-Mac's come out and said that already, he's definitely going to, mm-hmm. you know, 1,000 out, 800 out, he's gonna 1,200 out. He's going to go, isn't like he? Like Preble Road Incentivise. That's yeah. how he's going to ride it, you know, and say, so come come after me. Mm. Um, track's beautiful. Mooney Valley's that truck surface is going to suit him a lot better. Um, a lot of horses get brought undone at Caulfield, particularly Sydney or horses that go, who go that way, the clockwise way when they come to Caulfield can be brought undone. So I think I think I'll be referring to the SP there. It's a very very short SP, um, and I expect him to bounce back. And uh, I think he's the horse to run down. Yeah, hmm. he was going for his sixth win at a different track last time, and we spoke about it that he'd won at five different tracks, and we now get him on a more suitable track. So I couldn't write him off. I I agree with all points made. Number two is Dallas Ann at uh, fifty one dollars. He's a horse of mine. He's your horse. I thought he, he was the best read on him. Really good in the Epsom, but he just lacks a killer punch for me. I think he can run a place at ten dollars, but I I just can't see him uh, going past any of the three year olds. And just the uh, the top liners there. He's more of a handicap horse. He's honest as the days long. You can put him in, in your multiples, you know, your trifectas or your first fours. But uh, he's a no for me. Yeah, he's a genuine fifties chance. Mm. Gold Trip is uh, a bit of a query runner. He's uh, run fourth in the arc. Let's have a look at some of his track work. Uh, he's on the inside here, and it was uh, only a bit of a look around. And this is uh, the Saturday work, and he's he's worked again there on Tuesday and. 
You got to make big time note of the horse outside. I was just going to say that's all I worry about. This right, this track Calaboo's that on the outside. There's thought a of, that of that is one of the great track workers. <laughs> like that is just what he is. He's in when Friday in night or Saturday, yeah, isn't he's he? He's evens or something, isn't he? Linda gets back on. He's probably oh, Linda. Friday night, but gold. This was good work from Gold Trip. Um, he looks like he gets around the valley. No, no worries to my eye. Yeah, just with his action there as well. I think he's kind of suited to this way of going. Um, just the way he sort of moves. Of course, out of the quarantine centre at Werribee where he has had his setbacks and that's been in the media. But I think out of that gallop there, uh, he didn't go to breakfast with the best on Tuesday. So that was last Saturday, whether he did a sort of tune-up piece of work um, at Werribee, not 100% sure. But off that, you say, okay, he's tick Mooney Valley. They picked barrier number two. I thought they might sort of pick a wider draw, but um, he does have a, a real sort of short, sharp dash, mm. this horse. He can get out. He was sort of. He's going to have to take a sit and get get well back. So he's going to be in the coffin. He's going to. Need a Whether great that ride. dash is going to be enough to come after Zaki, they're going to make a sustained run. You know? He wants it wet. The more the more rain, the better for this runner. He's got some real good form overseas. Like I know he's Fourth coming in up, an arc. He's coming up against probably our best horses, and you know, very elegant and Zaki at their best. But his overseas form is world class. He's running the arc. He's probably just peaked late. And I think he's suited 2,000. Mm. That's the key. The key, what you just said then, is Aki and Very Elegant going to be at their best. If they're not, he can beat them. Um, I heard Mar saying he's, he's similar along the line, similar horse, similar profile to Sir Dragon A. You know, so, um, yeah, with more rain probably help him. He said, he said also, he said, Werribee's been in fantastic order down there because they've been all this bits of rain we've been having. It's been really suiting him, getting a bit of jar out of the ground. So, uh, look, he'll, he'll run well. But it's just that's the grey up. He's... If you either mark horses to run to their best or you don't, it's just um, I think the favourites might handle him if, if they don't, if, if he doesn't. But uh, I reckon he's been underrated, to be honest. So I, I marked him a bit shorter than $9. I kind of thought he was second or third pick in this race, probably third pick. Uh, to, to be honest, I am on at $26. So oh, maybe I've got the blinkers on a little bit there, but um, easily off his best form and just the way the race could map out for him. If he gets the breaks, he's got the turn of foot to win this race. Mm. I think he'll be heavily backed if uh, the rain comes and it starts to uh, chop out a bit. That's the key. Like, Sir Dragon A was 14s into mm. 7s last year. Hammered. If this horse is 14 into 7s, you probably want to be on. Yeah. yeah. Call sign Mav, the Kiwi, $81 chance, maybe a class below. Yeah. He'll be, up. He's he's a, a, he'll be a solid on pacer. He's a decent New Zealand horse, isn't he? But like he deserves his chance, doesn't he? He's won his last yeah, two. He's earned his spot. He's, he's got form around Malady Bell, which is easily tidable to this race. He's, he probably just lacks a bit of the class, and I think he's be, probably better over a mile than 2,000. We'd love to send him in the Cantala, and we may still on the backup. But, yeah, he looks, he looks outclassed in this year's Cox Plate. Moonga's um, the next one. He was uh, he was pretty good in the episode. He was wide, kept uh, kept running. Uh, before that, he was in the Maccabi Diva over a mile. Uh, he had the incentivised form on that occasion. He's been super honest all three starts. He's okay over two thousand meters, I thought. But uh, just again, I, I sort of I put a line through the three year olds and them carrying forty nine and a half kilos and watching Moonga sort of come home, albeit off a tough run in the Epsom. I just worry that uh, oh, I, I couldn't have him in front of a horse like Animo or Captivan. I can't see um, him carrying 57.5 kilos to beat those runners, although Hugh's going to put him in a great spot. He's uh, from barrier four, I would have thought. And if there's a, a couple of these have an off day, he's not he's not hopeless. No, yeah, yeah, I think you summed that up really well, Scoot. Mm. He's a horse we know well. We've sort of stuck up from a few times. Yeah, be he good deserves to see him. his body. He'll run well. He'll run top six or something. Um, and then, yeah, it just depends how... how but I don't think he's good enough to beat, beat the favourite. I think he's potentially looking for 2,000. It's been a great preparation. He did beat very elegant at the start of the prep, then bumps into incentivise. So he's mm. got the grouse form. Mm. The Epsom hasn't been a bad lead up for the Cox Plate and, and uh, that sort of get-back run-on sort of style run. Um, 
I don't think he'll have that run here. I think Hugh puts him in the race. You know, I, I don't know if he's up to the level of, you know, your Animos and your Zarkis and with the weight he's got to carry as well, but I think he's definitely a player and he's he's not $4, is he? He's 15 bucks. Mm, um, sure, yeah. He's 360 the place. I think if you're playing exotics, if I was playing a trifecta or Cornalo, those sort of things, mm, I'd definitely so, throw so him honest. In. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If I was a bookie, he wouldn't be a loser for me. I'd keep him a bit, keep my foot in on him a little bit. He'd be one of my results in the race. Uh, very elegant, Nico. This is a uh, a mare that you've got a pretty good handle on. She's uh, your cup of tea, or you know when to get up her, it seems. She looks under the odds for mine at $5. I couldn't back her at the price, and I, I didn't love her work at, at the Valley, and I've got a bit of a query on her manners at the Valley. Yeah, well, she's she's ran in a cox plate and sort of didn't look like she handled it. I think she's a better horse now than when she was then, but whether she's at her best. She got beat by Mwanga first up. She followed in the George, mate. It was a good win. You could knock that she was on the fence that day, and that was the place to be. Then last start, she's well below her best in a Turnbull. No doubt if she brings her best, she's right in this. I'm not sure she's at her best. Of her form, this preparation, I think you could make a fair case she's a, a length or two below that. Um, I think she'll have to be near her best. Great trainer. Apparently, she was in season last start. The bloods didn't come back that good. I didn't think she paraded as well as I've seen her before relative to when I saw her in a Caulfield Cup and those sort of races. Um, just didn't walk as well in the mounting yard and was sort of very light in condition. So I would imagine if she can improve off that, uh, she can definitely run a race, but Personally, I don't want to be backing her at $5. And if, if I was playing bookie in the race, she'd be a loser for me for sure. Mm. Yeah, I'm just wondering what the thinking was of the people who sort of said, oh, $7 is a good price. Seven into five is sort of the main main bet early in the early market. Rain I mean, coming? Like if we get yeah, that well, 18 That's yeah, probably, probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. Track, probably she's a nine-time nine group one winner, but she mm. might be in the twilight. You could, I think you, you could be on, on there, Nico. Top Sport were uh, betting a couple of heads-to-heads uh, last week, and I found a little bit of a $1.87 about uh, – incentivized last weekend to beat a couple of horses home in a little group betting. So if you can find a group market, I'd, I'd be liking to take on very elegant. I'd back something like Moanga at, uh, you know, at uh, $3 or in a head-to-head. I'd love to take very elegant on in a couple of uh, head-to-head or uh, little group bets. So make sure you check out Top Sports Market there. I think uh, Moanga might be a sneaky chance to beat very elegant home and very elegant might have a, an issue. You just touched upon it with uh, being in season, but there's a uh, as a drug that the mayors aren't allowed to take in Victoria, which they are in New South Wales. So that could be one uh, to do a little bit more research on because I'm not sure that uh, she's allowed to take it here. But uh, probably is an interesting one. He, uh, she got the chocolates last start, big boil over, got uh, the tick there at 2,000 metres. This is going to be uh, a high-pressure race, this one. Preble's on fire. I'm just not convinced Probabile is another horse that uh, completely loves the Valley either. Has failed there before. Thoughts here? Oh, she, I thought she ran very well in last year's Cox Plate. That just wasn't her conditions. Mm. Her conditions was last start, a firm track, you know, 2,000 metres where she she probably only had to really get past nonconformists there late and sort of hold him off. There were the other horses in the race weren't really in it, were they? Zaki, nowhere near his best. I, I think she's an A grader. I think you've got to probably be an A plus to win this race. So given that, I have to be against her. But like she's coming into this race winning the Caulfield Stakes, run second in the Underwood the run prior, and she's going around fifteen dollars. Like I can see the reverse angle and saying she's over the odds as well. But um, Perth, she's not going to be a winner for me. But I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I, I, I still have a query on here, like a testing two thousand, yeah. where she'd have to chase. Um, that those sit and sprint or what you know the other day, which had to sprint up the last six hundred, and she still she probably peaked at the seventy five or something the other, the other day. At, anyway, and and nonconformist nearly knocked her off. So I, I know, she's yeah, she's a great mare. Again, she's 
She's been there for a long time since she's a two-year-old, but uh, a testing 2000, which you'd have to chase Saki, is my, would be my concern with her. I think she's about around about her right odds. State of Rest is the next one at the $10 mark in from 13. This horse uh, is a Group 1 winner in the USA. He's more so Group 2 form uh, in the UK, so it's a rung below. He definitely doesn't want uh, wet weather or rain about. Uh, any thoughts here, Nico? He's the X-Factor runner, for sure. Uh, he's got this sort of profile of that untapped sort of big He's only lightly raced, isn't he? Yep. Uh, going back and watch all his UK replays, he sort of got back in a lot of those races and hit the line and looked like he was sort of wanting further distance. And then last time, I think he got to 1,900 there in the USA and uh, absolutely bolted in. I think in that race, I'm not fully across European sort of international form, but I think a few of the horses in the market underperformed and he went around sort of $19. So maybe that was him sort of overachieving, um, but it was a big win. It was a massive win. It was the win. first time he'd stepped out in trip too, yeah. which is so it's a good sign that he can do that first time out in trip. Uh, all reports out of Werribee seem to be good, so... Look, he's a hard horse for me to want to back, but I can I can see you don't want to mark him sort of 20s no, or 30s he's, he's, here he's either. He's dangerous. Yeah, he's yeah. dangerous. I mean, great camp. Um, so they wanted, they wanted a map close. I heard Joseph O'Brien yesterday. He said they wanted a map closer in that Saratoga race and they just got a bit far back. And so he can take a good spot. Um, oh, yeah, he's, a, he's an outlier for me. He's that lightly raced. Could have This could be his wheelhouse, this distance range. He's had one run at the distance range and he pissed in. Mm. So... Um, yeah, he's, and the, the camp know the right horse to bring out, don't they? Mm-hmm. Only query is if uh, it gets too wet there. He, this horse does like uh, on top of the ground conditions. Uh, looking through his form, Animo's the next one. We'll have a look at uh, the last 400 uh, of his Guineas win. It was uh, sensational. I'm still uh, beside myself that uh, Artorias isn't in the race. I didn't think there was much between these two runners. Uh, Nico was all over Animo here. Uh, it's interesting. Like he's the son of Street Boss Animo. Uh, that's a Street Cry line. So same uh, same sire as Winks. So it's a Street Boss though Animo, and then uh, it's got the Redoute's mare side. So everything suggests that two thousand meters will be okay for this horse. And interestingly, uh, Captive wants sort of the the written tycoon and more of the sprinting line. Yeah, yeah, capitalist, which is uh, sprinting line. Yeah. yeah, sprinting line. But um, he's, both, he's both prone to the mother as well. Yeah, it's interesting, he's, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, so I, I would have thought that uh, again, Artorias and I should be in the race for mine. But um, Animo with the forty nine and a half kilos, it's such a big advantage. Craig Williams rides the valley as good as anyone. I know there was um, some commentary about how poor Willow had been at Caulfield and some other tracks, but um. He is an absolute Mooney Valley specialist, Craig Williams, and 49.5 kilos. I tell you what, he's uh, he's going to beat a lot of these horses home, isn't he? Well, you're going to you sweat down to get to that weight and you do all the work and you, you're going to want to put in a good one, aren't you? You're not going there to run second or third. He's going to be right there, top of his game, ready to win. I think this horse will start favourite. I reckon there's going to be a big push on oh, yeah. him from the syndicates and all those kind of things, uh, the big punters. They, they love horses, these three-year-olds in these races coming out of a – a higher rating Caulfield Guineas. I think it's one of the highest rating Caulfield Guineas we've had um, in the last sort of 10 years. Um, a similar sort of horse with that profile helmet come to this race and started $2.80 favourite in a Cox Plate. That race probably wasn't as good as this year with the sort of depth that this year has, but he's got the profile. Everything sort of ticks. Um, one thing I would want if you're an Animo fan, which I am, but probably not on <laughs> Saturday, I think you would have wanted a better barrier. It would have been great if he oh, could have drawn that's, barrier That's four. the key for me. I yeah. mean... He got away with it last. I mean, he's a good horse. But he's so outside barrier last start. He was drawn outside barrier again. How many times can you keep getting away with it from an outside barrier at the top top class? Um, it's going to need a look. He's going to have to. I would have 
James Cummings would doesn't really wanted him to be used up early, but will I want to put him in the one one? So it'll be it'll be you know he'll want to come across and look for a spot and use the lightweight early doors. Um, geez, it's, that's like a it's, huge advantage, the lightweight. The light, well, yeah, the lightweight. So we can can use him up a bit, a bit, but Cummings obviously will want to conserve some energy and want to find cover and all this. That's just the camp. It's just how they want that horse ridden. So um, yeah, uh, bloody interesting. Geez, I mean, it just adds, adds so much to this race. This horse. I mean, that's just it's great to have him there. Um, the, the wide barrier. If he drew, geez, if he drew four and. It's going to get every possible, you know. What I love about him here, if he does come out and win this race, he's probably going to have to do it the hard way. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. How how you know he pretty, did pretty much the hard way last start and got yep. away with it. He can, just, can he do it again here? He had to show he was the best horse last start. Okay, yep. you're probably the best of the, the three olds at the moment. Yes, Artorius is a super talent, but he's not as professional and as Animo. So this is where and this is the market will be like the market. I guess he didn't care last start, but that was against his own age and all yep. that. And said you still two dollar thirty chance no matter what the barrier is. So what do they do this time against a horse who started at dollar twenty last start, and gets off his best? So what what the market does here will just be fascinating. I think they and, find and, him big time. And the market in these Cox Plates, as you said last year, Sir Dragon A fourteen to seven. Lee Grusher was the biggest go you'd ever seen Massive. in the last five minutes of a Group One when it won. The biggest go ever. God knows how much money was put in it. So the market gets this race right, I tell you. And they just plough in late because it's a huge betting race. So um, these will be interesting. Be fascinating to see because Craig Williams had the ride on Castelvecchio last year, and then he gets, I guess, the top top billing colt. And I think Castelvecchio is about eight fifty or sort of nine dollars. And there's no league reserve this year, so the four sixty price. I sort of tend to agree with Nico. I think this horse is going to clear out and be the second pick easily. And it wouldn't surprise me if um, if Craig goes a little bit more forward than usual on Animo. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And I think the best thing about Animo getting the 2000 is his race craft. He doesn't make too many mistakes. He's a really professional just, horse. He just sit, he, he travels so well. Just going to be the end of the tactics. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, that horse is not going to want to say, use the lightweight and test Zaki from the six eyeball him or anything like that. He's going to want to, have to, he's going to, want to come after him, you know, so it's... Uh, I won't, yeah, I won't claim it as my stat, but my brother Trav sort of went through and looked at a... A fair few of these horses and the three-year-olds, and I think of the three-year-olds that are raced on speed in the last 20 years, 50% of them who have been, I think, first six in run or something like that, mm-hmm. or first four in run, um, have run a place. So if you're a three-year-old and you're in this race, you probably want to be on speed. So Captivon. Well, we're going to get into the Captivon, Captivon is uh, barrier one. Well, what's what's Yendall going to do? He's, he's, he's going to want the box seat. Yeah, I think he will. He's going to have a look for it. Whether he's got – look, he doesn't have a lot of early speed, but he's up to 2,000. He just punch him out. And Yendall's, Yendall's an aggressive rider. He can get him running out of the gates, so he's going to he's going to have a look for that that box seat. That's a, that's his that'd be his plan. Can I thought he was terrific in the Caulfield Guineas. Don't know if he can win, but I mean he's twenty to one. But bloody hell, I reckon he'll run a hell of a race. Mm. Like he the way he stuck on the other day, I mean, look like he's going to put him away, and he only going to put him away what less than half a length, didn't he? Yeah, and this this horse's two clear best performances are in sixteen hundred meter races, he's, suggesting two thousand will probably suit. Yeah, so he's thrown to the damn side. I don't the capitalist. I wouldn't worry about that side. He looks like he's got stamina, this horse, and he looks more the 2,000-metre horse to me. So um, I thought he was yeah, I thought he was terrific the other day. And if you give an Animo a chance, Animo's drawn shit out, so he's drawn barrier one, and um, one's 460 and one's $21, and there was half length between them the other day. So, um, yeah, I reckon he's he's got a hell of a chance to run top four, that horse. Mm, a slight question mark for me on a, uh, a wet track. I think he's if you look deep into his form, he does. He well, probably wants it's not going to be that wet, Scoot. Well, we just don't know. Mm. Well, I'm just trying to throw up every sort of different mm. uh, angle. If it's a good track and if it's good to just so soft, I think that's fine. But um, that's my little query on that runner. All right, well, uh, let's put nuts on the line. Top pick, DK. 
I know it's not your go, but no, I think play the I'll, game. I want to see. I want to see what happened last week. I want to see Saki as a racing purist, and I, you know, I just that short these short SPs. I can't see past them, mm. so I just want to see J Mac roll, go this big brute of a horse up the front. These good horses coming after him, but and then you know him be strong. So I'd like it personally. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not. I think Saki will uh, will. Uh, it should be and it should be a great Cox Plate. It always it's a great race. It's always a great race, and I, I don't think this will be any different. Nico, yeah, I'm going to keep it really simple. I think if Zaki can get back to his best, he's our best Australian hope, and I think the best of the internationals is Gold Trip. So I'm probably just going to back both of those two. Yeah. I'm well, going to, yeah, I'm going to. I think Animo on top. I think he might uh, beat uh, a tiring Zaki, and I think Gold Trip will be flashing home. So I'd be probably yeah, Animo on top. Maybe Gold Trip to run a place and then Zaki to sort of uh, tail off and then Moanga probably for, for a fourth spot if you're looking for a uh, Blanc yeah. first four. What were you going to say? I was just saying, great, but I was uh, last week that, what was it, 40 minutes between races was as good as 40 minutes uh, in our sport, the, the, the Everest, you know, the great Everest, and then into watching Incentivise do what he did. Um, geez, I love our sport, I tell you. Outstanding. All right, let's. Uh, Nico's found one in uh, race ten. He's found Is a he? get out. So uh, if we make an absolute monster of the Cox Plate, or this is uh, on the Chevy. I think you got your eighteen races Cox Plate weekend. <laughs> if we need get something out. late to get out, this is the horse. I think. Uh, I tell you what, you're uh, you're on fire lately. So I wouldn't put it past you. All right, the Tessio Stakes. I can vaguely remember Tessio. Uh, Ana Visto is uh, four dollar favorite here. In from four twenty five dollars only. Word Star L seven fifty. Grace and Harmony nine fifty. More profits eleven. Magna Bella fourteen dollars. Ecumenical, $16. Same quote, Flying Mascot. Uh, Ilafare is $16, uh, good and proper, 20 Vanna Girl, uh, back from the abyss, $21, uh, and you can get much, much better the rest. Nico, we're going to have a look at uh, the replay of the Angst Stakes here and more profits in the racing cars with the uh, light blue sleeves back uh, buried on the fence there and uh, had a bit of horse. Yeah, he did, sort of in the checker cat way back on the fence, Kira McAvoy. I think she should have won this race. She had no luck at the top of the straight. She's sort of weaving her way through the field, still has no luck there, sort of gets clear momentum now and really charges to the line this sort of last 100, 150 metres. Um, through the line, she was very strong as well, 1,600 there, so stays at 1,600 metres here. I thought this was probably the best lead-up run in the race. Like, Ana Visto's coming off. A poor performance last start. The rest of these fillies, like she ran straight past Grace and Harmony there. Grace and Harmony's nine fifty, and she's eleven dollars. I just thought she was way over the odds. I thought you could make a clear case she should have won that race. Um, she brings in the Grouse Sydney form, and she's eleven dollars. I thought she could be closer to six. And I think each way you're definitely going to be uh, collecting. I think she'll definitely run a place. She's very consistent. The mile suits. Froggy's going to get her in a good spot from barrier number eight. Hopefully, just building wide on the track keeping her momentum up, and I think each way, especially the place, I think she's going to give a good sight, and I just think she's uh, over the odds. Mm. This uh, this race looks like an absolute raffle, so if Nico's found one here at uh, 10 to 1, I'm happy to uh, trail him in, but, yeah, there's a lot of horses, uh, like Princess Jenny, Vanna Girl, it's a uh, it's a real mess. Star Hill, there's lots of chances here, so I'm going to uh, throw a little <laughs> bit of races. a dart. Yeah. Start here, but the uh, the angst form definitely looks good enough there. All right, that's our uh, brief look at Caulfield. Oh, sorry, at the uh, the Cox Plate. Sorry, at Mooney Valley. If you want more of Nico's stuff, make sure you check that out. Eleven dollars a meeting. It's a must. He's absolutely on fire. Saturday. Gonna, what are you going to do Friday night, Nico, with the Manicato? Uh, Anything? Well, it's the first night out of lockdown, so I think we just might have a <laughs> night off there. But I might send something out. Uh, just stay tuned if you're a subscriber there. But I'm going to say likely not. But Saturday, we're just going to prep for a big one. 
All right, if uh, you're looking to do the form at uh, Mooney Valley or if you want to do it uh, up in Sydney at Randwick or Adelaide or Gaul or anywhere, it's uh, puntingform.com.au. Uh, they allow uh, guys like me, Nico, and DK to do form anywhere with their uh, benchmark times. It's sensational. You've got... Uh, barrier info you've got bias information you've got uh, trainer and jockey stats and data so you know when uh, both camps and jockey are running hot and who's suited to which uh, which stables that's where i get my little uh, oliver lay model for the metros when he's under the odds on those favorites you can uh, create all these little systems as well so make sure you check out punningform.com.au the full uh, kit is 297 a month or uh, if you can't bother doing the form yourself you can just tune into dk and uh, nico's stuff in the little birdie shop the boys uh, are absolutely on fire oh, i wouldn't say that but uh, one of us is Hey, oh, you see them all right. So yeah, it's just up and demo. So frustrating. On the I keep hitting the peak of the, my like fifty units, the top, like which is a new peak, and then mm. just I can't get past it. Take one step forward, two steps back. But anyway, but, um, you, you're staying in the stuck fight. on forty nine. Huh? Just got to get off there. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, half century. I know it's, it's hard to keep winning a forty or fifty percent on turnover, but it's still bloody frustrating. You know, a little anyway. bit of a trumpet there. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you made a, uh, a fair few bikes rich in the last couple of months, DK. So as long as uh, you're in the fight, I think uh, your subs will be pretty happy to stick by you. All right, we'll take a quick break and then we'll talk Randwick with Mark Lamble. Welcome back to Bet Doctor, behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got DK and Nico in studio and it's now time to talk to uh, Perla, the man who started it all from racing at Rand. Mark, how are you? Uh, very good, Scoot. Uh, of course, we've got uh, St. P. Volandi's Day on uh, Saturday. He's, uh, <laughs> he's bestowed uh, some money on a particular race that uh, doesn't seem worth it, but uh, it is what Not it just, is. Just another uh, two million that the punters of uh, punters tax used. Crazy, huh? isn't it? Oh, we saw yeah. it. Yeah, uh, we spoke about it earlier in the show on the Daily Telegraph. I think on Monday's. Uh, back page, which I'm not sure it's back page worthy, but um, there was the gripe that uh, the Everest hadn't been upgraded uh, to Group 1 status, which is crazy. So PVL's just absolutely uh, skew with the pattern, and he's pretty irresponsible, I would have thought. He's now throwing, what, $2 million to the uh, the invitation, a mayor's race that looks like a, a pretty lowly Group 2 event, I would have thought, Mark. Yeah, you'd see one of these races uh, either across the Caulfield Carnival or Money Valley or, you know. You might get one at Flemington. It's exactly the same sort of field as you would see any other week. So um, the, the pop-up prize money hasn't uh, hasn't had an effect there. And you could argue that the Bondi, it's uh, third year running and remains a million dollars and yet again fails to flutter. It's crazy. It just, just shows you. It just proves, doesn't it? Just throwing the prize money willy-nilly just doesn't. It's not the answer. Exactly. So he, he, Especially on those big days, he's just trying to compete with the Cox Plate and... Yeah, well, not compete, but he wants to have big races on those days so he can tax the corporate bookies more, isn't it? That's another part of it, isn't yep. it? Yep. yep. It's, yeah, it, it's it's really crazy. Like the invitation, we're not going to do the race, but on uh, on Triv, uh, Ice Bath, Star, Star Tantes, Tricky Gal, Angelic Nudge, Horse Back in the Street. Group three. Yeah, well, it's mainly Group 3. Like Sweet that. Deal, Forbidden Love, huh? Rock O'Clock, Bellucci, Bellucci Babe. They're even lucky they got on Trivia because she's from New Zealand, so she races for nothing over there. And yeah. they've come over and said, All right, we want to target this race because it's worth $2 million. That's, Imagine that's, if she wasn't in it. If, if that's what you're going to do with the prize money, I don't think you should be trusted with the pattern. You need to be, take that power away. Oh, uh, we, we see what's happened at Oak Bank. Like the custodians of the races have now got rid of the jumps carnival over there, and then you've got another bloke up in North Korea that's throwing prize money willy nilly two million dollars on a on a glorified group two or three. It's a uh, it's it's farcical. Someone needs to take control over Masara. that. 
Well, Asara's got well, a he's in bed. he's in bed with all of them. Well, you're, well he's supposed to be arbitrary. Is he? Well, he has his interests. He, he won't. Well, he won't. What's he going to do? No, no faith. Mm. Anyway, right. let's get on to it. That was it. that was our rant. That was our racing rant. So make sure you check out the rant. They, they provide uh, oh, fearless uh, commentary on a weekly basis, multiple times a week on Sydney Racing. So if you're not happy with the uh, the mainstream media up in Sydney, make sure you check that out. That's uh, where you need to go. But let's have a look at the market of Brian Crowley. This uh, looks like a decent sort of race for some progressive type horses. Able Willie, uh, 195 out to 215 at Top Sport Mizzou. 550 uh Zarastro is 650 War Eternal $10 Battleton uh $11 is uh strong two there on the trot looks uh looks anything that off so president $11 Centro Storico $17 uh, and again 20 and then uh Artero $26 the replay we're going to have a look at here is the favorite Able Williams last 400 it was uh it was some win this it was uh, a little bit of traffic early uh, the horse can uh, be somewhat keen going. He's trialled in between. He he looked like a bit of uh, it was a pretty quiet trial last time, and he just wants to run this horse. He uh, he puts this field away really impressively, Mark. He does. Uh, it was at the midweeks on the inside track there, otherwise known as Kensington, and he defied the pattern somewhat. Uh, the pattern on that day was very much up and in, and he sat just off the speed and came wide. Um, but um, I'm not sure how much speed he's got. And the real problem, I mean, he's certainly top pick in the race, but seems a little short to me. Um, the real problem we've got is that, firstly, Bombs had a strip out, keep tipping the tens <laughs> on shot of rain, and it keeps getting uh, keeps going under. And um, we've got half a track to work with on Saturday. The rail goes at eight metres, and that's generally, that's sitting on top of the crown, and it, can be hard to come from off the pace uh, when the rail's out like that. So uh, that's a couple of factors that we're dealing with on Saturday. And um, and so that does play into the hands somewhat of Marzu, which is uh, one of the few speed horses in the race, um, freshened up, coming out of a yard that's not performing, but uh, has got some creds against better types uh, and, more, most importantly, tactical speed. So uh, he was a horse I went looking for. Um the, the favourite uh, has got K-Mac on board. K-Mac's had a, a, a sort of a, an horrendous period as well. So uh, did break through with a, uh, the nightcap winner yesterday. But um, he's uh, he's got some work to do here on the favourite. The other horse you mentioned there, Scoop Battleton, who um, is, has been throwing himself the line in two runs. And uh, he's got perhaps the rider on the card, which is Jay Collett. Um, so he's the horse to look at as well. Mazu and Battleton are out away from the favourite. Who are marked five to two, and I think has got a great chance. It's clearly a, um, a talented type, but uh, query on the map um, and the rider, and um, that'll do me. Zarastro so uh, Glynn rides this one. It uh, might go forward from Barrier Eight, set up, uh, maybe pour a little bit extra pressure here. Uh, a bit of team at Waller riding, and uh, it was uh, narrowly beaten by Polelli on debut. But 306 days since uh, since its second there, it's a bit of a query, wouldn't you think, from the Waller yard? Look, I, um, it was pushed hard to me, Zarastro, uh, yesterday, but um, I recall finding it in the Paul Ellie race. Now, Paul Ellie uh, came up from his Mooney Valley win to uh, to win over the 1,200 at Christmas time, and this horse just absolutely sucked along behind him in the best spot. So not getting any uh, kudos from me based on that run. Obviously, Walla, three-year-old, second preparation, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'll be looking for him 
shortly, but not tomorrow or not Saturday. Okay, so you're expecting uh, with the pattern a uh, bit of a drift for the favourite there over Willie? Uh, Potentially. I suppose I am um, with, with not much, not a lot to work with. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those situations where the layers will just go, well, you know, we don't like having to back the rest of the field, but uh, it's, there aren't obvious places to go away from the favourite. Mm. Yeah, this all sort of caught my attention back in July when he trialled behind Remark and Fire. Fire since come out and won a maiden, and Remark was obviously the maybe one of the best trials we've seen in the modern era. Mm. But um, he hit the line real strong in that trial, and I thought, oh, you might have some sort of ability. I haven't taken any notice of him since and sort of only come back on my, up on my radar uh, sort of when I saw him in the fields there on Saturday. But yeah, like Mike said, good win at Kensington. Trial since was good. I don't know. It feels like he's in the wrong race to me. He looks like a horse with a lot of ability. Um, I think they should probably wait to next week, shouldn't they, in the Coolmore? Mm. Oh, well, isn't that, it? that would have been interesting, I suppose. Uh, I, I, I presume he's got something else there, Waller. Mm. When you when you factor in like Kalos was off a maiden win, there's there's all this intertwined sort of uh, extreme warriors off a Chuka maiden win, and then absolutely bolted in the Sapphire. Um, I don't think it's that big an ask this year to come from a maiden to win the Coolmore. So. Uh, this maybe could be a horse that even backs up and does that, but uh, looks very smart. Uh, if he drifts, uh, I might get involved, I reckon. Yeah, I th- I'm just a little bit worried about his race craft, looking at his trial, looking at what happened last time. He's only just got a steering wheel, this horse. He looks untapped yeah. um, to my eye, but I don't know. He could come unstuck against a couple of these sort of classy, uh, more mature sort of colts in a Coolmore. Yeah. And I think what Waller's just notorious for taking his time he loves the jj atkins to go down that route for slow maturing horses and he, he probably he probably just doesn't need to expose this horse too early so that's my thinking with that i watched his trial and i i, I loved it but uh yeah he's still going to do a lot wrong or i'm just not convinced that he's uh mature enough to um to tackle a race like that fair enough he's got to get through saturday and if he's only got to beat sort of uh Zarastro, i'm i'm happy to back him in at sort of 220 plus to be honest yeah i'd be uh, i'd be probably anchoring him and uh it'd take a pretty big track bias to uh to beat him i would have thought but uh i'm interested in mark's comments about the track let's have a look at uh the bondi stakes dk doesn't know what this is he thought it was miss bondi it's the forex bondi stakes you're telling me it's time on it <laughs> Well, it's been around for a while. Kubrick, Pancho, Pancho, the original. Yeah, who was Kubrick and Pancho? Pancho. Has any? Has either of them won a race since? Pancho won at Mooney Valley. Yeah. Kubrick won at Queensland. No, Pancho won a two thousand meter race at Mooney Valley. Valley. The start yeah. after he did beat Russian Camel at Punners. There you go. He did too. That was a uh, that was on the Thursday. That was wasn't it? That day was day. Punters. Yeah, that's that's. That's triggered me. All right, let's have a look at the market for the Bondi Stakes. Uh, Halal, uh, 320 into 280. Coast Watch, 350. Uh, Cathel is $7. Uh, Royal Zell, $9. Uh, Dufresne, $11. Arnacure, $16. Uh, Akihiro, $18. Keefe, 21 And uh, much <laughs> better than this. Yeah, a little chopper reference there. Let's have a look at the Stan Fox. The. Uh, Stan Fox is the lead up here, and Halal gets the better of uh, Cathell. And talk us through it, Mark. Yeah, Coast Watch is uh, the favourite in the race for J Mac. Blue, uh, blue cap, white colours on the inside there, probing for a run. That's uh, the slower lane over there on the inside, but it did carry J Mac. Was very wound up off the uh, off the Golden Rose. So uh, whilst he he carries the uh, the, uh, the favouritism from the lead up into the race on Saturday. He's likely to be ridden forward from um, 
the second from the outside there. The frame will come across and lead. Jay Parr is a noted leader. This horse is a noted leader as well. Um, so Coach Watch will have to do a bit of chasing. Halal, uh, he'll be looking for a, a midfield posse, uh, one off. Um, everything worked there for Halal the other day. I um, I wouldn't be rushing into that price, but he's certainly top pick because uh, he uh, he had a torrid run in the Golden Rose and obviously uh, showed that off uh, in winning the lead up. Coast Watch has had a you know has Jay, has had Jay Mack on a series of runs, so Jay Mack off is never a good thing. But he's pulling on Halal, um, so that led me into Arnaker, which has freshened up off the gloaming and it uh, sat three deep in that um, in that race. We talked about that previously in relation to the Spring Champion Stakes, but um, that was not the place to be at Rose Hill that day. Uh, so he, with a trial under his belt as well, is a horse that I'm looking at, and Dufresne, the leader. Um, not a lot of uh, substance in his uh, in his form, but he's got the the racing style and some sort of beaten up three year olds that uh, will be chasing here. So I'd suggest that Arnaker and Dufresne will um, will feature in this race, and uh, they're well into double figures. Mm. I think you've nailed that race. I think uh, the the definite uh, value picks there are Dufresne and Arnaker, and uh, I think Halal's going to be super hard to. But I just think the extra uh, extra distance up to a mile probably suits, and I think he'll beat Coast watching uh, Cathell this well, time. Well, yeah, you know? he, he was nosed out by Captain in the um, in the Champagne, so that form looks all right, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah if you had said to me, you know, Captain and Halal, one's going to run a Bondi Stakes and one's <laughs> going to be a Cox Plate back in the autumn, I would have thought Halal's going to be the Cox Plate, isn't he? And look how sort of different their their careers have taken. Um, Oh, he's hard to trust Halal for what he's done this preparation. Like, absolutely threw the waste away at Flemington. I know he had excuses in the Golden Rose, but he was awful. Then he bounced back last start. I do think a mile will suit him for sure. Mm. But, um, oh, his best is easily good enough. But he already sort of brings that every start. Typical cult. Uh, he's got a mind of his own, this one. Scary to take that. That's those sort of odds, isn't it? Around those sort of horses. They're just... But then there's, just, there's not much in the race to beat no, him, isn't there? It's, it's, like, Mark's kind of looking at the... You know, the horse out of the gloaming and the horse is going to sit on the lead and maybe that's that's all you need to beat a horse like Halal and Coastwatch. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a wide-open Bondi. But uh, as we know, punters, the format of these are good, so just back them in. <laughs> uh, is, uh, have you had a look at the Cox Plate or have you got any interest at all, Mark? I know it's Mexico. I wanted to ask Mark about his thoughts about Cap- more so Captivon um, at 2000. And, I mean, we all know Animo and everything like that. But, um, and I've just seen Animo. Yeah, Oh, I can't get warm about three-year-olds in the Cox Plate, but uh, you know mm. clearly they have featured from time to time. Um, mm. <laughs> you know the the dollar thirty in the lead up uh, gets Jay Mack on board. He seems the, the obvious place. Um, you know, last start uh, is only one run, and a horse is not its last start. I think that's Phil Bull's pearl, so mm. I'll steal that for this show. Um, so Zaki to um, to belie his last start is is where I'm heading. Yeah, that's where I was heading. What were you going to say? There's uh, a three. There's a three-year-old winner of the cox plate behind you. So you and did. it's just come through that um, James Cummings said he's going to be ridden to his strengths. Animo, he's going to be midfield. It's not okay. going, not going forward. Okay. So um, as I thought, there'd be a quandary. He want that. Willow would want to go forward, the lightweight. But um, so I can just see him finding a back. He's going to have to. Midfield. He's going to have to make a sustained run, which he can with the weight to chase hmm. down Zaki. That's for sure. If he gets a drag into the race, I think he'd be all right. Yeah, maybe. Might, well, very elegant draw nine. Willow might just go old pop right on the back of you. See where you well, take geez, me. Well, that's right. True, and she likes being outside horses anyway, so it's not a bad draw for her. Hmm. There's been a couple of three-year-olds feature: Savabeel, Seamus Award. 
Yeah, couple of hard luck stories. It's fuck you. But oh, well, everyone's got their own opinion. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway. And he's going to stick with that. It'll test him out of 2,000 chasing Zaki, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, something uh, around gold trip as well there if uh, you don't believe in the three-year-old form. All right. Uh, any other final thoughts, Perla? Um, I uh, Just uh, another throwaway, Pearl. Um, it was relevant to Nature's Trip last week, which um, didn't quite help me on the day, but uh, <laughs> thereafter it uh, firmed in my thinking. Um, when you look at these tracks that uh, are perhaps inside biased, um, the horse in the lead can be forgiven for being so supposedly in the fast lane because that's the horse doing the work. It's the horses sucking along on the fence behind when you get these fence days for other horses to oppose. So Nature Strip came off the shorts. Of course, that was a, a rail-out day at Randwick and uh, Gitra sucked up behind him, was a bit unlucky. Um, but uh, so Nature Strip, you know, well, I, I was thinking you know, because he'd been in the fast lane, that was against him in the, in the lead-up. But beware of those horses that actually work in the lead. They're, um, they're not as... Uh, well, you shouldn't be as savage on them as uh, some of the others behind them on the inside. Mm. Your uh, your good friend Jason has a party uh, nailed the uh, nailed the race, and as we do here, we sack him off sack him off a win again. And brought, yeah. brought <laughs> he was two from two, wasn't he? Yeah, Got that one. Hey. He's a, I don't think he's tipped a loser on the show. No, he hasn't. <laughs> oh, he's he's a freak, isn't he? But uh, yeah, he, he would have needed the break for sure. Yeah, good in uh, small doses. Better better fresh. He's a fresh horse, as a. Uh, to tip in, he'll slide into my DMs and give me a roasting for uh, for that one. Outstanding stuff. All right. Well, good luck with uh, all those millions and upon millions of dollars uh, on Saturday. I'm sure it'll make the racing more exciting and uh, must be good to be free up there and to get back on track. Are you back on track? Uh, not yet, not just yet. You saw all those yahoos last week. That wasn't something to be part of, but um, <laughs> uh, just, just, yeah. Just hanging out for these uh, for these gazillion dollar races to be over, so we can get some into something normal. But I mean, I must say that it, it hasn't worked on Saturday because we've lost the riders and we haven't got the horses. So, you know, there's not much to crow about. You guys have got the Cox Plate. I'd much rather be there. Oh well, we'd, yeah, we'd much rather be there too. But we can't. We're all stuck in jail here anyway. But um, fascinating to see how it's going to play out. But uh, big thanks to Mark Lamborn from the Racing Rant. Make sure you check out his Twitter handle at Just Ideal. Uh, he's full of pearls. You just heard one then. And uh, now it's time to talk about uh, Muggs Moral. Tell you what, he's uh, he's back. And we uh, we just one of his mates has just caught him on uh, Spike. We're showing that. Looks We're showing at, that. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, someone said he's a foot taller than I thought he was, the mug. <laughs> <laughs> let's have a look at him kicking on Big Parade here. Yeah, uh, I tell you what, the house is a bit cleaner than I imagine. And then it took me a couple of goes to figure out what he was saying. But he was saying, "Get there, get there, get there." And I think it ended up becoming, "Get there, get there, get there, get there." What am I doing? The mug, hey, just rules at home. Loves it, loves standing stuff. You, you love to see it, don't you? The punter warring one home, even when you're on track and you sort of see some old mate rolling something home in some fifty-eight at Kalgoorlie or something like that. So you, you just love to see people back yeah. and winners. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That was Big Parade last week. Let's see what he, uh, let's hear from him now. What's he got for Saturday? Hi, guys. Mug here with the Mug's Moral of the Week. This week, it is race 10 at Ramwick. Number nine, Gravina. 
got form behind Big Parade. It'll sit off the pace. It's got form behind Big Parade. It got beat 0.13 lengths off Big Parade. It's got form behind Triple Ace, Tycoonus, some very good horses. It's going to sit off pace, come down the outside. Barrier one is no problem. We've got Kieran McAvoy on one of the top jockeys of the day there this weekend. I'm seeing he looks like going to be having a good day. So the Mugs Mole is race 10, number 9. And also, guys, the Mug also likes something in the midway. He's not a big midway better, but he is going to give you something else to have something on, air to air. Race four, number three, at air. It's only had one win its career, but it's only its maiden, but it's been running fourth in a group three, sixth in a group two, third in a group three, eighth in a group three, and only getting beat 2.7, 2.2, 2.95, 4.5. like Sessions, Fazika, Sweet Deal, and Rocker Clocker. This looks like a good horse. Trolled well, looks a good bet. So, boys, Mugs Moral of the Week is race 10, number 9, and have something small on race 4, number 3, anywhere. <coughs> and what does the mug say after every win, guys? Go find your bookie. Thank you, guys. I'll be back next week for a Golden Eagle Day. Where that's in stuff. Is it just me or is that segment getting just creeping? Oh, I think we've created a monster longer. there. He's got his tail up after last <laughs> week. He said, I'll throw in another two tips, oh. two mugs morals. Interesting that one. That's really mean the mug. We'll see how we go. They How's both win. We've got to race, let go. The merch, the Zaki cap. Oh, he's all over it. Race uh, race 10, number nine, Gravina. That's oh. going to be back in the coffin there. That's drawn barrier one. This also got a monster turn of foot, so it'll have to be ridden dead. So pattern pending there, 260. Might get a better price there at top sport. Might drift. Yeah, I, I ended up sort of chiming in last start, trying to chase my tail a bit late in the day, trying to get a favourite up late and uh, come home in some enormous figures to run mm. second. He's come home his last 600 plus 16.7 on the punting form data. Mm, last two average. Last 200 plus eight. Is that even possible? They must have gone yeah, out really gone, slow. Gone very gone slow, slow and he's just charged the line. Uh, this, this is like Osborne Bulls Jr., I reckon. He'll, <laughs> he'll struggle to win some races because of his racing pattern, but he has a, he has like group class, turn of foot, closing speed. He's going to need some luck from one, but uh, if he gets it, he could be too good. Mm. Air to Air is a horse that uh, I knew reasonably well. It looked like it was going to be something. Um, interesting 1,200. Um, might be a, uh, a fresh horse. I thought it uh, might need need further, but this could be a setup job, so going to have to dig deeper into that one. But Mug's uh, had a bet, 515 four, to $4. Yeah, 515 to $4. In he the loves midway, a market the midway one? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Mug's pattern's usually finding speed horses. Now he's trying to find, flare he's up pushing a bit. The band, he's flared, he's starting to find him back. from the coffin. <laughs> the run-on job. Yeah. He had detail. I'll just get to the outside and come home. He said, I'll get to the outside. It's got Barry one, no problems. No, be good ride from K McAvoy. DK's favourite. All right, oh, let's coffin, mate. Let's have got a look. Me, got me again the other day. <laughs> let's have a look at the uh, the early steam at uh, Top Sport. The bigger bets early in the week. The first one is Friday night in the Manicato. Number two here is Jonka. Thousand at eleven dollars. Didn't you tip this down the straight the other it's day? Back. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit flat last pulled time. Pulled up lame and had all these issues. Yeah, then went to Sydney, good. had no luck. So I can see the appeal there at eleven dollars for sure. Hmm. Could be your ticket. All right. Uh, the next one is Mooney Valley Saturday. Uh, oh, race three, number five, Nicolite. 
ten dollars. It's been twelve into ten. G big. I got this completely wrong last start. Mm. Yeah, I know the horse had railed off. Same, similar, reeled off huge, huge sections. What was it? No horse has come from last at Mornington at the four hundred for fifteen years or something. It's the first one to do it. So they walked and it sprinted on massive sections. Oh, I did too. Just and I was on the other easing favourite, Dingo. Um, anyway. <laughs> You want to be with it? It, it handles. Oh, well, yeah, it's my, and he's my man, G Big. That was even like it was just one of those where I just had to. Oh, I had to go for a walk after that race, a long walk. Mm. Mm. So you'd be betting without saying. ten to one. Yeah, well, it's untapped that horse. Got a good turn of foot. No, I don't I haven't done the race, but um, geez, I know, I know. It's, that's that. So what's that third up off the big sections? Mm. Um, it's got a good base to improve off. All right, race uh, nine, number six, very elegant, five thousand at six dollars. I'd personally be laying this bet, and I'm happy uh, to wear the egg on the face if I get it wrong. So I think Tristan's uh, got one there. I think yeah, you one. think I think you'll get better than six dollars too. Just importantly, you'll be looking at the forecast. I mean, if she, you know, the, the more aggressively you go either ways, depending on what when I mean, you've got plenty of time. Yeah, to, well, if uh, Scoot's right and tipping all the rain. She's definitely going to come. You can get into it if you're playing. If you want to lay it or do whatever, you can play right up to the death. Mm. You know, so see exactly what the conditions are. Well, Mark, now yeah, the bomb gets it wrong often, and as well, you, DK alluded it, to, and you know why they're getting it wrong? Because there's not enough planes. They get all the information off all the planes, right? Because yeah. the planes are all flying around and just ah. getting the weather feedback and everything. Feeding back into the, the bomb got a link to that apparently. No I read this the other day. There's not enough planes in the air. They're not getting enough feedback. They're not getting enough stuff. That's that's that's. I heard that the other day. Yeah. So. Oh. DK no, Pearl. DK Pearl. Not enough planes. You got to clip so that one up. The bombs. Go. That's why the bomb's struggling. <laughs> oh, DK's theory. I believe it. It's just too obscure not to uh, not to be true. DK oh. couldn't make that up. He surprised us with the wrestling earlier. All right. Right. Uh, Randwick race ten's the last one. Uh, Number nine, oh, Gravina. The mug, he's already stepped in. 3,000 at 2.7. I tell you what, he's got plenty of bullets. Just bang, bang, bang. Well, we just spoke about it. So yeah, it's, might it's get a bigger ex- price depending ex- on pattern. Got to extract itself from the coffin. And Mark, what was Mark saying? On pace. On could pace, be on pace with the roll out eight. So you know you, it is late in the day, but. That's hmm. a big thing. You don't you don't have to have all your bets early and you can watch to see how the weather and the track patterns unfold. And to be flexible as a punter is one of uh, the big edges that you got. So um, oh. you, you don't have to tie your bookie to the cross on uh, Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. You can wait till uh, Saturday and you can get Nico's yard stuff and you can uh, hammer them late. You can get them once all the cards are on the table. So there's uh, different ways to uh, skin a cat, that's sure. All right, I think uh, that's it uh, for me. Any other thoughts, DK, off to the barbers? Beautiful. Yes, Lockdowns, semi-finished. I'll be brand new. Fresh. I'll be get the whole shooting match getting done and uh, be hopefully fresh for Sanana on Sunday, Nico. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, I was kind of looking through it. It seems a bit of a DK sort of week. Yarra Valley, St. Arnold, Sale, Banala, Swan Hill. They're sort of the provincial Half of them. Yeah, yeah, half of them. Half of them. Yeah. Even though Avoca last week, I, I got horned up for it and then did the form and said, can't fire here. There's two, $2.50 chances in my races, so didn't touch them. But um, anyway, yep. Uh, yeah, no, this good time of year. Yeah, Sandy's up. All right. Uh, if you want these boys action uh, over the weekend and on uh, the Metro Days for Nico, make sure you check out Little Birdie Shop. It is sensational value. Fletch Asia is airborne again. Two of his best bets lobbed last night, so another uh, six-unit profit. You are absolutely mad. If you want to bet Hong Kong, just set and forget. Bet and forget. Uh, gets me out of uh, even the uh, the Singapore got me out of one there on Saturday. I just took <laughs> a little double with incentivized one. I think it was uh, race four, race five, and it absolutely bolted in and straight mm. into incentivised. So it just built a little was bit it of a strong bank. and smart or something. Yeah, like that? something like that. Killed him. 
Yeah. It's just so many horses. Any odds? So much action. No, it was like two fifty in two dollars. Got the job done, did it easy down the outside in the red and uh, yellow. Make sure they're they're good for like that double sort of scenario when you can't really find something else, you know, elsewhere and you go, okay, I'll just chuck this in the lob it in. Bang. Mm. You can be con- you can bet with confidence with the Fletch Asia stuff. It's on Telegram as well. Make sure you check it out. Uh, if you had a sign up last night, you would have paid for your whole membership for the entire year in uh, in one hit. So uh, make sure you check that out. All right, I think that's a wrap from us. Can't wait for the Cox Plate, Manicato. Uh, can't wait for lockdown to finish, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next week.